Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. Last week, we ended our program in a discussion of the differences between complimenting and completing each other in marriage. Here's a reminder, complimenting means bringing different perspective, talents, abilities, experiences, and other gifts to the relationship and forming a partnership. These are characteristics that help the couple work together as a team. Completing means making up for one's immaturity as a person. It's an attempt to use another person to balance an imbalance in one's own character, and it never works. Each person is responsible for developing these character imbalances on one's own and then bringing a whole, balanced self into the relationship. Many times, people will marry to make up for what they do not possess in their own character. This is, this is really what's often behind the head-over-heels falling-in-love experience. Someone who is incomplete in some area will meet someone who has a strength in that area and feel an overwhelming, intoxicating wholeness. These couples try to solve their incompleteness by a merger with someone who possessed what they did not. And this always backfires. They battle in the other what they cannot come to terms with inside themselves. There is no shortcut to growth. You cannot skip out on maturity by marrying into it. You must become a complete individual on your own in order to have true oneness with your spouse. Doctors Cloud and Townsend tell us that the basic human requirements of character are not complements. They are essentials to being a complete person. Here's a partial list of abilities that both partners must possess and that cannot be borrowed from each other. The ability to connect emotionally, be vulnerable and share feelings, have an appropriate sense of power and assertiveness, say no, have initiative and drive, have at least a minimal amount of organization, be real, not perfect, accept imperfections and have grace and forgiveness, grieve, Think for oneself and express one's opinions. Learn and grow. Take risks. Grasp and use one's talents. Be responsible and follow through. Be free and not controlled by external or internal factors. Be sexual. Be spiritual. Have a moral sense and have an intellectual life. Everyone has these human abilities, although not everyone is able to express them. Make sure that the two of you develop these spiritual and human characteristics on your own. If you do, then you will each become a complete person and the two of you can become one. Well, how can you go about developing these characteristics? How can you become a complete, mature, and whole person? What exactly are the requirements of adulthood? Well, several broadcasts ago, we talked about what Drs. Cloud and Townsend call the treasures of your soul, the treasures within your boundaries. Here's the list again. Feelings, attitudes, behaviors, choices, limits, desires, thoughts, values, talents, love. We talked about the importance of people realizing that they own these treasures and that they need to take responsibility for them. We talked about what happens when they don't. 
When ownership and responsibility are lacking, blame is shifted and problem-solving breaks down. So the first requirement of adults, or completed persons, if you will, is that they take responsibility for all of the treasures of their souls. If they don't, their marriage will stagnate to the degree that they disown aspects of their lives and then either blame the other or require the other to fix it or make up for it. Doctors Cloud and Townsend give the following example. If a wife does not take responsibility for how she feels, she blames her partner when she feels unhappy. Her kind of irresponsibility translates like this. If I feel bad, you are doing something wrong. You should be doing something different. How many divorces and how much unhappiness occur because one partner depends on the other for happiness and completeness? Well, how can this be avoided? First, by each person taking ownership of their own treasures. Second, by each person requiring their spouse to take ownership as well. Codependency. Well, this was the buzzword of the 1980s, I remember well. Basically, codependency is taking responsibility for another person's problems and not requiring that person to take responsibility for their own. Well, why mention that in a discussion of becoming a complete person? Because a mature, complete adult not only takes responsibility for himself, but also requires the same from the people he loves. To be codependent and not require responsibility from others is not to be responsible for yourself. One of the greatest gifts we can give to each other is the gift of honesty and confrontation. Proverbs 27.6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses. We grow when someone who loves us wounds us by telling us painful truths we need to hear. Requiring responsibility from each other by telling each other the truth and not giving in to each other's immaturity is really a gift. We can't ignore aspects of the soul God has placed in us. Sooner or later, brushing them aside catches up with us. In the same way, we must value the treasures of our spouses. Mature people think of nurturing, developing, and taking care of the treasures of the people with whom they are in relationship. They are always thinking of how their loved ones are doing, how they're feeling, and how they could help them grow. Mature husbands and wives place a great value on feelings, thoughts, and attitudes of their spouses. Not wanting to miss out is a good way to think of valuing the treasures of your spouse's soul. God has given you each other to know and to share. To value the treasures in the soul of the other is to not miss out on a wonderful gift from God to the both of you. This process of valuing others' treasures is something that mature people do and is part of being a complete person. It also acknowledges the separateness and completeness of the other person. It says, I know you are a person too, and I am interested in the person you are. The concept of you are not me is one of the most important aspects of boundaries. We are not extensions of each other. Instead, we are all individuals in our own right. We all need to overcome the basic egocentricity of life, the inborn feeling that the world revolves around me. There are several components to this issue. 
The first component is the ability to see your spouse as a separate person, distinct from you, with her own needs and feelings. In other words, she doesn't exist just to meet your needs. A very young child feels this way toward his mother. He feels that his every wish should be her command. It never occurs to him that she might have a life apart from him or feelings apart from what he needs at the moment. Whenever we view others only in terms of how they affect us, we are in big trouble. This is self-centeredness. We reduce others to objects of our own needs, and we don't see them as real people. And whenever we don't see people for who they really are, love breaks down. The second way in which we allow others to exist in their own right is to allow their experience. We need to put our own experience aside and join in the other's experience. We need to understand the other's experience, identify with it, and have compassion for the other in it. The ability to do this is called empathy. And empathy is the bedrock of intimacy. If I can't allow you to be a person in your own right, then I can't empathize with you. I'll always take your experience as meaning something about me. Or I'll react to your feelings by thinking of myself, not you. Doctors Cloud and Townsend give us this example of a couple who had this problem, Karen and Will. In one of their sessions, they reported an incident the night before in which Karen had tried to share her feelings on what was going on in their relationship. I don't feel close to you lately, Karen said. Well, what do you mean? asked Will. I just feel disconnected. Great, just great, Will said. All I do is just bust my tail for you and try to give you all my time and energy apart from work, and you don't even appreciate it. I don't even know why I try. At this point, Karen started to sob. She felt alone and not listened to. This had been a pattern in their relationship. Whenever Karen would try to tell Will how she felt about something, he would take it as an accusation of him. He couldn't listen to her and be with her in the experience. He didn't have the ability to empathize with her because he could not get past himself. Karen felt stuck in her attempts to get him to connect with her at a deep level. To have good boundaries is to be separate enough from the other person that you can allow her to have her own experience without reacting with your own. Such a clear stance of separateness allows you not to react but to care and empathize. Not allowing the other's experience can be a major cause of fighting and of feeling misunderstood. The third way in which we allow others to exist in their own right is allowing them the freedom to be different from us. What do a couple do when they differ? It all depends on how separate they are. Whether or not they can get to oneness will depend on how okay it is to have two opinions, moods, tastes, or needs in the relationship at once. In a good marriage, spouses value each other's differences and treat them with respect. They understand each other, listen, reason, compromise, and give up their own wishes sometimes. Because two-ness exists, oneness can develop. In a marriage in which the individuals aren't allowed to be different, things don't go as well. Husbands and wives judge each other as bad for the preferences each one has, or they take the difference as a personal affront or a lack of love. Differences are not bad. They are part of the stuff out of which love grows. Well, our time's gotten away from us. We'll pick up here again next week. 
God bless you. Thanks for being with us today and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.